On this episode of the Packet of Pod, we chat about our yearly trip to the toilet. If you haven't already, hit subscribe on your podcast platform of choice and give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at the Packers Pod and our website, PackersPodcast.com. Third down and five. Rogers, same side. And this time, it's in the hands of Lazard. Incredible play. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to Pack It Up Packers Podcast. This is Ryan, joined as always by Josh and Dan. Hello, gents. Hey, hey. What's up, boys? Hey, hey, hey. Are we more hesitant about this game because it is in Detroit? Nope. Negative. <laughs> I was Not more hesitant all. to the first time we played Detroit. I, you know, I, I thought Detroit had something at the beginning of the year, as did everyone. Weren't that, weren't, weren't, wasn't Super everybody in national media folks. picking them to win the yeah. Super Bowlers? I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I'm not worried at all. We were nervous. And, you know, the year prior, we had never led for a minute, even though we won both games on Crosby field goals. We had lost the four games prior to sweeping them last year. So going into week two, there was a lot of hesitation and fear. But, you know, as part of prep for this pod, I went and replayed week two and it was easy picking. So my fears have sort of quelled. I, I think the biggest concern is the turnover that they've had on their coaching staff sort of sparks that new energy. And then they're coming off a win. So that's my only concern is new coach. You know, you don't know quite yet how to scout for what they might be implementing with the new coaching staff. Uh, but we can jump into it. I, I'm still uh, fairly confident going into this week. So since we played them in week two, they actually came right back and beat the Cardinals, but I think Cardinals are almost in a similar territory of who knows what they are. Uh, big win, come from behind win against the Chicago Bears last week. As you mentioned, Patricia no longer with the club as, as well as a few other folks. I just wanted to bring up this Detroit thing because the last five times we've gone to Detroit, we've only won three. And in one of those three wins, we had to come back from 20 to nothing down. So it always seems like it's struggle fest in Detroit. I don't even want to bring up the time that Mason Crosby literally missed everything on the planet. I feel goals. But we come in as the number two seed with the opportunity to continue to push for a potential playoff by going against a Detroit team. And we'll start with our defense, their offense, who is banged up. Galladay will not be part of this team. Swift, who is kind of their stud for the good chunk of the season, is off and on, off and on. It's illness, it's knee, it's something or another. It looks like he'll be back. How much he'll play, who knows? But how do we feel about this defense putting up a performance against the Lions? I'm in, I'm intrigued to see how this plays out because of what I just said with the new coaching staff. So Daryl Bevel is the interim head coach. The 1993 Badger quarterback in the Barry Alvarez Cinderella season. But the guy's got a history with the Packers, with the Vikings. He was the Seahawks coordinator when they made some good runs. He's been known to put together some pretty good offensive game plans. And they just put up 34 against the Bears uh, in a week, you know, in his first week as head coach. So he really saw, I think, 
what you could take away from the one week we saw from him as head coach was just getting the ball to his playmakers. They went to TJ Hawkinson a ton, who hasn't been racking up any statistical production this year. Like, you know what? He's one of our better players. Get him the damn ball. And they did it. And then down at the goal line, they didn't try to get cute with it. They just rammed Adrian Peterson into the end zone. They're like, this guy knows how to score touchdowns. Let's just keep it simple, right? So it worked against the Bears, even with Akeem Hicks back. Uh, And I think they can have some success against us because they're getting all their running backs back. Um, So we can dive into the offensive line of the Lions. I'm not so concerned about that. But the combo of DeAndre Swift coming back, Kerryon Johnson coming back probably, being healthy again, and Adrian Peterson is a good enough three-back combo to, you know, get like 125 yards and a touchdown against us. But I don't feel like it's enough to threaten to win the game. Yeah, I, I think you're spot on. Um, I, I, I was impressed what the, the coach did last week. He brought him back from behind, too. Like, they were down a good amount, and he brought him back. Um, solid performance, you know, from the whole team to get that win. But I don't think they stand a chance. And especially if we hold down the run, they definitely don't stand a chance. They're, then they're one-phase team. We can shut them down with our corners and safety play. I'm not worried about TJ Hawkinson or Marvin Jones. I'm sure they will have decent days, but I'm not worried about it. And them like, you know, breaking the bank and they're going to win the game for the lions. Um, but if you stop the run, we win this game. That's, that's how simple, how simple it is. Yeah. And I want to talk about Matthew Stafford. Um, I know he's listed as questionable. He'll definitely be in. And the good news is it seems like he tends to go three touchdown passes, Craps the bed, craps the bed, three touchdown passes, craps the bed, craps the bed, three. He had three last week, so we're set, boys. Yeah. There's no way. That <laughs> Clean the sheets, put boys. <laughs> Clean the sheets. But the biggest thing is similar to last week, not to the quite the extent of that atrocious Philly line, but Matthew Stafford has been sacked the fifth most in the NFL. They are giving up nearly three sacks a game. So – what was working last week? Now, granted, I, I think Stafford's a much better quarterback than Wentz. I think that the threat that they have both in the backfield and at wide receiver tight end is better than the Eagles as well. But it's another week of facing a quarterback that is not going to be perfect, mm-hmm. is going to give up sacks and be pressured. It's a matter of can this defense take care of business like they have these last two weeks. You know, I have an interesting stat on our defense, and our defense is 11th in third down conversions at a, at a rate of 38.7% this year. A little worse than last year, we were at 38.1. I'm getting all this from the athletic, by the way. Um, but when we're a third and long, our percentage is 16.9, number one in the NFL. We are the most efficient if the team Which is at third and long. Third and six or more, right? Six, six plus, yep. Third and medium between four and six yards, we're at 48.7%. 22nd in the NFL and then third and short we're at 69.7 70% of the time they're getting it and we're 29th in the NFL what does that say all we have to do win first down win first down (laughs) that's all you have to do I saw that stat and boy I just wanted to dive into it because like what does it say right I mean how can you be first on third and long and then so bad on third and short because we don't have the fat boys. We need but, the fat but, boys. In but the third and long, you could say, you know, there's a pass rush effect that's that's helping you be first in the NFL. But then where is that same pressure on third and short? Like it's not all runs, right? Sometimes teams. Throw, yeah, yeah, we're notorious for throwing little out routes on third and short. 
So it's it's a confusing stat, but boy, does it tell you something about the Packer defense. You know how I'm confident we're going to have success this week? Because we got Isaac Nwata. Now, I don't even know how to say his name, but we grabbed off the Lions practice squad a second-year tight end out of Georgia. Uh, he's 6'3", 245. He's a bit more of a blocker, in my opinion, than a pass catcher. Um, you guys think he'll even make the active roster? Uh, probably not. a little inside <laughs> info there. Well, with Sternberger being concussed still, he is not practicing. That's uh, true. Obviously, DeGuara out. I'm wondering if he's either a one of these pickups that you do to get some intel on the team, and then you let him after, or if he's actually going to be a, a active contributor. So that'll be something to watch. But on the offensive line, I totally agree with Ryan. I noted too that they're averaging about three sacks per game given up. Um, so another opportunity to build on this statistical production and force some turnovers that way. Stafford's always been one to put the ball into danger, and I think the the weakness on their line they've got. Taylor Decker at left tackle, pretty good. Frank Ragnow at center, pretty respectable guy to match up against Kenny Clark. Their guards are the weak spot, though, left guard and right guard. Uh, the left guard is just a rookie, and any success that they had in the run game against the Bears was always a pulling guard, and they ran behind that pulling guard, which in my mind it tells me your guard can't win one-on-one. you got to create a numbers game on, on a certain half of the field. Uh, to attack and have some success in the run game, which is fine. Uh, you know, everyone uses pulling guards, but something to watch for. If, you know, if they're pulling towards Tyler Lancaster or or Dean Lowry, you know, there's a sign that they're trying to hit that hole precisely. Can I just say something? We talked about it a little bit pre-pod. How bummed we didn't see Galladay either matchup this year, and he is one of my favorite players. Yeah. And this. Very well could be his last year with Detroit, so who knows where he ends up. We who might knows? not see him for another two or three years. Where is years. he going to end up? Yeah. Uh, ooh, we started the rumor train to Packers. Is that ooh, what you're asking? Choo, choo. <laughs> first one. You heard it here first. <laughs> Galladay offseason pickup. Galladay and Adams. Oh, my God. <laughs> could you imagine? <laughs> we need to go find another $15 million, but could you imagine? <laughs> well, I think that's a perfect transition to this offense. Last time we played the Detroit Lions – Aaron Jones almost signed a contract at about halftime. He went for (laughs) almost 240 total yards, three touchdowns. He had that breakaway run um, with 75 yards to kind of start the third quarter. How do we feel about Detroit slowing this offense down even a little bit? I don't think it's going to happen. Um, <laughs> it, it's, it's, but Adams and Adams and Rogers are clicking on another level right now than when we've played them first. Um, and then you got Jones. And honestly, there are a couple players, you know, that could go off. Tunyon, uh, even Jamal Williams. I mean, he could go off if they give him the ball more than Aaron Jones. So I, I don't see much in this defense. Dan, you, you were talking before the pod that, yes, their defensive line is – healthy but what did they do against us last time well they're not really healthy that that's sort of their problem they got a ton of names but trey flowers danny shelton uh vitae all interior o-line and edge rushing guys are all on the ir including julian okwara one of their rookies his brother though has been a guy that has coming off a couple of nice 
back to back games. How cool would that be to have two brothers on your team? But uh, I might know that because they're out of Notre Dame. But Romeo Okwara, uh, number 95, just put up a stellar performance. His PFF grade even in the pass rush specifically against the Bears was fantastic. So he's really uh, maybe he's becoming their threat in the, in the pass rush. What was funny, though, was that his run defense grade was terrible. It was like a 30. So, again, I, I'm i going to back up everything we've been saying here. I think the running game is going to have a lot of success like it did in week two. Uh, we called their linebackers slow going into week two, and it showed. And, again, you know, Tavai, number 51, was the guy we picked on. I actually saw uh, against the Bears, Reggie Ragland was getting a few more reps, uh, but I still think he's a bit heavy. Uh, and, and, you know, when you see him on TV on Sunday, you're probably going to be like, oh, yeah, like they just like that heavier middle linebacker. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was a Patricia thing as he tried to build out his roster, but it, it's not what I would want my middle linebackers to be. There's plenty to attack on this defense. I don't see how they slow down the number one offense in the NFL. Yeah, and especially, I mean, I think somebody on this podcast called uh, Adams going off and being unstoppable for two touchdowns. I don't see that stopping against this team because not only are their secondary not as great as you mentioned, they're not healthy either. This just seems like one of those where it's going to play out similar to the last week where it's throwing, 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 throwing to the point where Jones finds his alley for a nice 50-yard jump. Like it's just – it it has the making of if we just come in with the game plan we need to, there should be no reason we aren't – in the mid to upper 30s in this game like it just it feels like we should be able to score points on this team and i i just i just don't like this defense (laughs) so which is so crazy that matt patricia was built as the defensive guru and then you look at this squad and you're like i what what the hell happened what yeah in the secondary desmond trufant's on the ir jeffrey okuda's (laughs) probably not playing i remember okuda and go ahead that's that's where I was going to say they're hurting the most. That's what they're built on is that tough man to man coverage, yeah. you know, where they're pressing. And when you got your two guys that know how to do that and everyone else is learning, you're pretty much, you know, you get you don't have anything going. And Okuda had was playing his first game because he was out in week one. He was playing his first game against us in week two, if I recall correctly. Yep, yep. And, and didn't look great. So I'm a little disappointed we don't even get to see him on the field, much less Galladay, right? But Okuda, I would have liked to see how he, how he has developed over the last 10 weeks of an NFL season. Uh, they were probably going to try to put him on Devontae quite a bit, and now he's not going to be on the field either. So I think it's going to be a bit of a pick your poison, and I'll, I'll show you how much fun I think they're going to be able to have with my MVP pick when we get to score predictions. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's a little that's a little tease action. Ooh, or a transition, whatever you want it to be. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's do it. How we feel about Green Bay going somehow, some way for their tenth win and possibly NFC North crown? Mm-hmm. Pretty confident. I'm- I'm going to start. I'm going to start. I'm very confident. I think we run away with this one. I think uh, this one might be, I hope it's our cleanest game uh, because it's just the Lions and they're beat up. Um, And, you know, new coach in there. Yes, he had some success last week, but let's play against the big dogs now. Um, I got the Packers winning 38 to 18. Um, And then the MVP, I'm actually going to pick Jair Alexander. I think he's going to come up with a pick. That's the only reason I'm picking him as an MVP because yeah. it's a step in the right direction. That's I would it. love to see that. 
I'm with you. I actually uh, I had an initial score, and I just changed it based on some of our conversation. But it's very similar to yours. Uh, a stat from this week as well that made its round around on Twitter was the Packers' offense this season has already scored more than they had in 2018 and 2019, and I think it read it's 2017 as well. Points scored, and we got four Ooh, weeks left to go. I just don't see the Lions slowing down. We lead the NFL in touchdowns. The red zone efficiency has been so high that even in total number of touchdowns, we're scoring more than the Chiefs, which, I mean, if I told you that coming into the year, would anyone have believed it? I mean, we're hopeful that LaFleur's offense looked nice. There's probably people that don't believe it right now. Yeah, exactly. I I ranked it on NFL.com. I'm like, wow, really? (laughs) Um, But two things I want to see. In a Packer victory, I'll call it 34 to 20, and I'm only getting the Lions to 20. That's the that's my adjustment that I just uh, made on the fly here, because of Daryl Bevel and the the juice he's trying to inflect into the D- Detroit offense. Uh, maybe they can have a little more success with their running game, opening up the tight end a little bit. We've been pretty good against tight ends this year, but uh, maybe they find some success there. We get up early and we love our defense with a big lead, right? So we'll give up 20 here, 34 20. My MVP, I'm going to say, is Jamal Williams, and I'm taking that because David Montgomery of Chicago, a bit more of a power runner, had quite a bit of success against his Detroit defense. And so if you're going to take our power runner and mimic that, uh, maybe we run Jamal a bit. He's had a couple weeks of not getting the ball that much. This would be a nice week to get him you know, 12 to 15 carries and let him rack up some yardage. But guys, most importantly, special teams, keep it clean. Oh, God. We didn't even talk about that. Yeah. Oh God, we could lose because of special teams. Holy, yeah. Uh, I I am the only person on this podcast that's worried about this game being in Detroit. I get out of here. I just I really really hope if you look at Matt Stafford's season, he has played more stinkers than he has actual quality games. There's a whole lot of one touchdown, one interceptions, one touchdown, zero interceptions, just a whole lot of yuck. I hope that continues. I I hope that Bevel was a one-hit wonder last week against the Bears where they got cooking in the second half, and I hope that it ends there. I think the final score is 31-24, though. I do think it's a lot closer than it should be. I do think there's probably some fourth-quarter action in the Lions. I will not trust this defense in the fourth quarter for the rest of the eternity. But I am going to give my MVP. Oof. Damn. <laughs> I'm gonna have to say Jones. I think it, I think that the running game has got to get going. We'll battle at the running back. I, I think Adams is an easy pick. I think probably some of our defensive players are an easy pick as well. But we we need some running back love. I, he he won us week two, and then the running backs have been have been just fine the rest of the season. We need a breakout performance yet again against the Lions. Mm-hmm. It, it's gonna be key in some of the games we got coming up, and especially in the playoffs. So yeah. get both of them going. Jones had that 75-yarder in week two, and right after I called him out last week, he goes and pops off a 77-yarder. If he has another nice game, he's well on his way to getting 1,000 yards. He kind of coasts his way the rest of the year to 1,000 yards, so I'd love to see him put up another 100-plus. Yeah, and I, I don't have the stats, so let's just assume this is true. I feel as though they <laughs> haven't necessarily used the running backs in the passing game as much recently. Absolutely true, 100% yep. true. That's okay. how you feel? It's true. Because uh, <laughs> I feel like we were rolling early. We were going a lot of running back looks, and then injuries and shuffling. I would love to see us get back into that. And it just goes back to, yeah, we have we had to win against the Bears. 
We mm. had to win against the Eagles. We have to win against the Lions if you want to be a playoff team. Let's do it. He's, he's yep. not a running back, but what do you expect to see out of Tavon Austin? Uh, I expect one good end around. <laughs> I'll be one. happy. I I don't want the ball on punts to hit the 15 yard line and go back to the three. That's what I'm. Is that too much to ask? Is that too much? Fair Just catch fair the ball. Catch the ball. <laughs> yeah, I I wouldn't be shocked if he gets the ball like twice early in the game to Ooh, make over over under two and a half. I think I'd go under. I'd I go under, yeah. but I think no. they'd be early touches to make the Lions respect the motion. Remember, mm. if he's going to play that Tyler Irvin role, you got to show that he might actually get the ball, right? So give it to him early, see what happens. If he has success, he might get the ball five times. But give him the ball once or twice, make the Lions respect it, and then he's he's got your Tyler or Irvin role unlocked. All right, you convinced me. He's scoring a touchdown. Touchdown, Tavon. <laughs> <laughs> and the Lions game was actually our biggest win of the season at 21 points, and it was all motion. That game, there was a yep. lot of plays where you were like, holy cow, look at how sexy this looks. So let's bring it back, LaFleur. Let's get crazy this week. And let's, go crazy. let's go. So that will do it for this week. Thanks, everybody. Go, Pat. Go. Go.